Hello and welcome. You are listening to Gay with God, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Are we still searching? The stories you hear in this podcast will melt your heart and can strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible. And you can be authentically gay with God. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. So, hey, everybody, welcome to this different, very special episode, which is not really an episode, more of a extra content uh, episode with my friend Ryan, who is a former guest of Gay With God. So, you know, I really like to always make sure that when I'm, I'm having guests on the show, that it's not just like a one one shot deal. If they've got stuff going on and they need to replug other uh, plug other things, I definitely want to support them. And so today we have Ryan Joseph Allen and his life was on a downward trajectory. As a child, he felt different from other kids and struggled to fit in. Even at a tender age, he committed, he contemplated suicide in his teenage years. And as a young adult, he hid his true self and numbed his emotional turmoil with alcohol, drugs, and self-destructive behaviors. When he summoned the courage to share his secret and come out to a close friend, her response added another layer of self-hatred. How could he love and accept himself as a gay man when he was taught that God and the church considered it wrong? So you guys know, based on the other uh, time that we got to speak with Ryan, that, you know, he wrote this book, you know, and it's an amazing, amazing thing to have a book written by this author. And also it's an amazing thing that we're able to share this time and promote that book. So Ryan, welcome back to Gay With God. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Midge, and just to be a part of Gay With God and spread some love with you. That's my main, that's my main goal in, in life. So definitely yeah. with the book, that's my main thing too. <laughs> Yay. And that's why we hit it off so well, everybody, because, you know, we're so aligned with how we feel about things and, and what our mission is. So Ryan, I almost didn't make it to this, <laughs> to this time with you today, because I already bought the book <laughs> and I was reading it and I was like, I got caught up in it and I couldn't, I was like, oh shoot, no, I really need to go. I need to go <laughs> so I can talk to him about this. But it was really awesome to start with your mom. And your mom wrote the foreword to the book in the first chapter. Yeah. So my mom is, um, she's been a psychotherapist and counselor for 20 years or so plus and delved into her own spiritual journey around uh, 13, 14 years ago, about, about three or four years before I had had my kind of awakening and reconnection with God. And um, she wrote a book and it's in the midst of being published as well. It's mm-hmm. more about relationship dynamics um, for women, though it's applicable for all people, uh, mm-hmm. men and women, but it's really geared towards women on how we show up better for or I shouldn't say we, how women show up better for other women. Sometimes I identify as all kinds That's of okay. You can identify female. So. <laughs> Just let me know what your pronouns are if I mess them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good with he, him, his. Um, but this is something I don't talk about much in the book and we can talk about it or not, but it is interesting because as a child, I didn't subscribe to these like gender norms. And really I'm probably much more gender fluid 
um, especially as a child. But since I was programmed by society, by church, by others around me mm-hmm. to not be that way, I've kind of come into to, to accept that, you know, I'm a male, identify as male. But, you know, a lot of my gender norms are really more aligned with uh, with people that identify as female. So it's interesting and it's complicated. So when people are like, I'm gender fluid or non-binary, like everyone's story in that area is so different. And like I said, when growing up, I really felt like I was probably non-binary or gender fluid, probably more gender fluid, um, which means that you kind of flow with the gender you feel in the moment. Um, Sometimes that's male, female, or no gender at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you just identify as, as they, them, or just by your name. Um, And so I find that really interesting, but but back to my mom. Yes. Um, that was a side note there. <laughs> That's but fine. I, That's I find perfect. It really, <laughs> I find it interesting. And she's she's great. And and we started out, and you'll read in the book how we had many challenges, uh, many, many challenges. And by um, the time of my spiritual awakening, um, we started to rebuild our relationship. And even before that, we started the foundation of, of rebuilding it. But it took a lot of hard work and time and effort. And so that's kind of one of my main messages in this book as well. It's like we have trauma. And we have triggers from that trauma in our daily adult lives or young adult lives or, or whatever part of our life we're in. And it really takes sometimes, let's, let's, let's preface, sometimes takes a lot of work to get out of that, to yes. learn about your trauma, to dive in deep, to figure that out, to transmute it with some type of practice. You know, if it's a spiritual practice, um, even talking to somebody, so like a therapist or counselor. Um, you know, going to meetings and groups, uh, utilizing nonprofit organizations in your area, utilizing a close friend that you trust. But it takes work and time and effort to really transcend from a place where you're, you're, you're living in that trauma day to day to a place where you're able to break free from a lot of that. But even with all the work I've done for the past 10 years, I still get triggered from the trauma I endured when I was a child, but also the trauma I self-created as an adult. Um, you know, and that's why my tagline is, um, you know, I was, it's right here. Um, I was my worst villain, my worst victim, and now I'm my best hero. So, um, you know, I'm I'm getting to hold this copy in my hand. This is actually for my massage therapist who bought an early pre-release copy. Um, and so it's signed and waiting for her the next time we have a session. Um, so it's, it's really awesome to have the book and hold it in your hand and see it come to life. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's emotional when you first open up the box and you see it, you know, not in manuscript form, but with the cover and the, and the artwork. And it's just, it's an overwhelming feeling to be able to put something in your hands that came out of you based on all these experiences. So, and what was that like for you to be able to, to get that first book in your hand? Okay, let me be a million percent transparent. And okay. I will say the first one I ordered, we're not on video, I'd hold it up. Yeah. I was the one that was putting a lot of the information into the database to print it. Uh-oh. And I messed up. Oh, so my no. first copy I got didn't have a dust, a dust jacket uh-huh. and was missing some material on the back. Oh, so no. I was ecstatic to open it. But then we recorded it and you could instantly see oh. that I was like disappointed. Oh, sure. And, um, you know, and I was so excited because I had a friend here from out of town. My daughter was here. She helped kind of open it and release it with me. My partner, my mom, you know, all these amazing people. And I felt so guilty because I 
was upset in that moment. And mm-hmm. it took me some time to process through that. And I, and I, it was such a good reminder, right? It's one of the concepts in my book about bestism. It's about doing your best in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's not about, you know, your best changes all the time. So right. from moment to moment, minute to minute. And so right before I opened that, I was really excited. And then I opened it and I was disappointed in myself because I made some mistakes. And instead of beating myself up and saying, you should have been perfect, Ryan, you should have been happy and faked your way through it. I just let myself kind of feel the way I felt, analyzed it and said, wow, I messed up. That's okay. Let's fix it. Um, And the next hour I got on there and fixed everything. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the end of the world. But I think if I would have just trucked through it and acted like everything was okay, that's not doing my best because that would be unauthentic and authentic mm-hmm. to myself, to my journey, mm-hmm. to the moment mm-hmm. I was feeling. So your best isn't always the same. It's not always the same. It's not some type of, 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 you, you know, um, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not a, a place where you're always in that same space all the time. Right. You maybe have a baseline of what you expect from yourself, but there are times when you do better or worse, or, you know, you, you don't always, you're, you're not always that same place. And that's a good lesson for me in that moment, because I was so sad um, and disappointed and then beat myself up a little bit and said, you shouldn't have made that mistake. But mm. I gave myself that time to work through it. I, my, one of my best friends was here from out of town and she sat with me on my laptop and got everything fixed and having Aww. that support and a friend there. And, and someone that said, right, it's okay that you're not like super ecstatic and happy in this moment. You're, you're go- you know, you're, this is a big thing and, and it's messed up. So you have to fix it. And it's okay to not feel like, giggly and happy. Like that's not how you felt. Um, So what do you think the lesson was in that moment where instead of exhilaration, you felt disappointment? What did you learn from going through that? Do you think? Well, I learned for one that it's okay. Yeah. Right. It's okay to feel what you feel in the moment. And it wasn't like there was no reason I was feeling that I was Mm -hmm. feeling that because I made a mistake because the copy wasn't what I expected because now I don't have the proof, the right proof to prove (laughs) because <laughs> your first copy yeah. is a, a read through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was disappointed that the experience wasn't great for everyone else. I felt like uh-huh. I was letting people around me down. Mm. And that's how I, that next hour when I was fixing things, I was also in my mind, you know, and in my heart working through all of those experiences. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's not fair for me to put such a, you know, such limitations or, um, boxes around how I have to feel like that's not fair. And I would tell other people that, but sometimes it's hard to take that lesson for yourself. And this was like one of those moments that I really had to take that lesson and just say like, it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not always be bubbly and happy. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be authentic to yourself. And in that Mm -hmm. moment I was feeling frustrated and it's okay to say, Oh, darn it. I'm frustrated. And maybe even some (laughs) other, um, exploits, um, that we won't say on here, but you know, and you know, and my daughter's saying that she didn't know, no, no. I mean, you know, later on, I apologized to everybody and said like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't the experience. And they're like, we don't care. Like, we're just happy for you. And, and, you know, it was a bad feeling for you in the moment, but like you fixed it. It's all good. Like, we're just what we're just here for you. And I was like, that was a powerful moment too, because I was like, that's what true support looks like is when you don't have attachment to the outcome or whatever, and you're not helping someone or being there for someone just so that you get something out of it in return that looks a certain way. And we also get to gift the people that are there to support us so that they, in in our experience, when we're having all these 
you know, awful things going on and they're watching it, then they get to raise to their highest spiritual self in how they comfort us and how they support us. So they get to do something in, in that whole scene. It's not just us giving them a great experience. They then get to give you a great experience in how they support you and how they love you. And how awesome is that for people to be able to come together and be authentic and then support each other when things go wrong. And you, like you said, you do it for other people, but you gave them the opportunity to minister to you in that moment and to be there for you. So tell people the name of your book and what made you write it. So it's my drug dealer brought me to God, (laughs) which I love that title. I smile every time, every time I hear it. (laughs) And the title was really divinely inspired. And I'll tell you, I have a friend who's a New York Times bestseller, sold a million copies of his book. He told me that title's junk. And and dude, that's not a good title. He said, you can't, you can't name your book that. And I said, well, I was divinely guided to do so. And so I'm doing it. And I said, I get it. I said, maybe it doesn't fit your marketing strategies. And, you know, he's a world-renowned coach. He's an author coach. And he was just talking to me as a friend. Yeah. And, and so, you know, were there other people that said that too, and, or people that had kind of mocked me on social media or kind of bullied me already. And I said, you know, this isn't about anyone else. This is about sharing my story in hopes that other people share their story mm-hmm. in hopes that it helps create more love in the world and healing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the biggest piece of this is like my drug dealer shared with me her story around her faith and belief system and around God which then allowed me to explore my faith and belief system around a version of God that I had always felt in my heart, but lost over time through my teenage years and my young adult life. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of the story is that just by sharing something, we open up avenues for other people to share, grow and learn about themselves. And then hopefully that ripples out. And so more people share and share and share and learn and grow and learn and grow and learn and grow. And it creates ripples. So that's the purpose of the book. It's not that, you know, I think there's other friends I have that have amazing stories. And I'm like, you need to have a book. And, and I think their book would be content wise would be so much more exhilarating. But the thing is, is when that's the point It's like, we all have a story to share and, you know, I have a really cool story. I love my story. It's, you know, I'm really honored that I've been able to live on this, in this journey. But the the thing is, everyone has a story to share and not everyone has to write a book or everyone has to share it publicly, but you know what? You can share it with a friend. You can share it with yourself through Mm -hmm. journaling. Mm -hmm. You can share it with your children, with your partner, with your spouse. You can share it with your closest of friends at your church, at your nonprofit organization you volunteer with. But I will promise you, whenever you share authentically your story, it impacts other people. And so that is the reason I wrote this and wanted to get it out. Um, is because I wanted more people to share their story, more people to show up in authenticity, more people to know that it's okay to be exactly who they are in this moment. It's okay to be in the middle of your journey and still share your journey. Yes. With others. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I'm writing my memoir and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's too soon because, you know, I'm not, I'm not close to being gone. (laughs) I hope. And I always thought about a memoir being like the last thing that you do, you know, on earth or like, you know, getting your coffin ready. But, um, but I, I felt like that, even though my journey's not over that exactly what you said, if I share my story now, my story is relevant now. And now is the time that I felt divinely inspired to do it. So when we follow those divine 
you know, tugs. I think that there is a purpose and I may not know it. You may not have known it at the time, why that resonated with you and you needed to call it that. But I'm, I'm telling you, every time I talk about it, I smile. And when I read your title and I tell people it's, it's just the best title in the world. And that's what drew me to, um, you know, when you first said, well, I saw some blurb about it, I guess it, part in, in Jen's uh, Facebook groups and stuff. And I saw that, the, that there was going to be an upcoming book. That's why I reached out to you. And she told me that when she said, Hey, you and Ryan might, you know, uh, like to meet up. And, and I think you've got something in common. You might be a good guest for your show. And as soon as I saw the title of your book, I knew nothing about you. You and I had never met. And it's like, that's what I'm like. I've got to have that guy on my show. <laughs> I've got <laughs> to find out why, how that worked. <laughs> so I'm glad you did it. And, and I hope that that divine pull was, you'll find out why that is at some point, like why that drew, how that draws people to you. But um, yeah. Well, and I want to share one more thing, Midge, and it's interesting because as the release of the book came out, you know, I started writing this two years ago. Actually, the whole manuscript was at least very rough draft two years ago. It was completed. So you have to think about how much learning and growth I've experienced, not just in my doctoral program, um, learning about leadership studies and learning about post-traumatic growth and learning about all these concepts that would be really vital to incorporate into the book and also learning about myself. So I had to like get over this piece that was like, this is my whole life. This book is not my whole life. It's part of my journey up to a certain point. And actually that point ended around a year and a half, two years ago. Now there's a few things added here or there that were, that were added later on. But for the most part, this is me two years ago. And I've had a lot of evolution and growth and learning Mm -hmm. um, personally, professionally, spiritually, and every way possible. Mm. So I had to, at some point just to say, it's okay. And and you know what, this is a great starting point of talking, creating conversations. And so that's why for my book launch, I decided to do um, seven book readings in my area of Cincinnati, Ohio. So the regional area around creating community conversations. So I'm going to read a little part of the book and then I'm going to really dive into a community conversation around that intersection with LGBTQ community stuff, um, addiction and recovery stuff, uh, mental health stuff, uh, single dad stuff. I mean, there's just a, a million th- intersections in there. And we're going to dive into those and talk about those and create a conversation because that, that to me was more important than just me sitting up on stage, reading a book, mm-hmm. um, trying to sell copies. Like that to me, the copies will come because it, however it's supposed to happen organically. Um, and I think that's really divinely guided. And so I'm putting all my faith in that and also putting faith that I'm able to take this piece of, of, art that I've helped create with many other people that have really come together to help edit and manuscript strategy mm-hmm. and all kinds of things to get to a point where I'm able to use as a catalyst to help create conversations, to help people mm-hmm. to share their story, to help people to talk about these tough top topics, to help people look at their past traumas and triggers, you know, past traumas, current triggers, or, right. you know, whatever. So yeah, I really think Um, this was so divinely guided for so many reasons. And, you know, it really kind of is a hybrid between a memoir, a self-help book and a novel at times. It almost Mm -hmm. reads as a novel, like Mm -hmm. me and my partner's love story. And it almost reads like a novel. And that's, I think it's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a traditional memoir. It's not a traditional self-help book. It's definitely not, you know, fiction. It's not a novel, but it reads kind of in between the three. Because Um, that's life. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's your life <laughs> and your life is all of those things. And I'm, I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but don't we guys hear a second book somewhere in all of this, that there's more to come, like sort of like the, here's the rest of the story <laughs> here are lessons learned. <laughs> I can just see something else growing out of this for sure, especially with the conversations you're going to have and all that. I, I'm just so excited. So your, your official launch day is today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. See, I thought it was tomorrow. And so that's why I was confused about how I got the book already. But okay, that's great, though, because I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it's it's been on Amazon for about two weeks now, um, but official launch dates the 28th um, on Amazon. But you can already get it on Barnes and Noble. You know, you can get it on Amazon. You get on my website if you want a signed copy, um, which is just ryanjosephallen.com. Um, or my drug dealer brought me to god.com but yeah there's a million ways to get it well not a million but there's several okay. ways to get it um and get into your hands and for people that um i will say for people that might not have the money um on launch day from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern standard time the book the ebook will be marked at 2.99 it's currently that too but it will be marked that until about 1 p.m on launch day after that it will go up to 9.99 so if you are looking for something like cost effective or you're like, oh, I only have a few dollars or um, whatever, just, you know, please buy it in that time frame. It helps me to become an Amazon bestseller too. There's a whole cool. kind of system there. Okay. Um, and additionally, just if you're someone and you're like, I really don't even have a dollar to my name, please email me um, and I will get you a copy, um, a virtual copy at least. So um, I want to make sure that everyone has access to it. You know, mm-hmm. local libraries are picking it up. So Nice. The Hamilton County Cincinnati Library just bought 10 copies. Um, nice. I don't know if they're on the shelf yet, but they should be on the shelf any day now, uh, which is super exciting. And other libraries are starting to pick it up. So just I just know I wanted you to have access to it because I think the content is something that can really be a benefit to everyone, especially people that have an intersection with mental health, recovery or addiction, um, LGBTQ um, communities and, you know, really diving into the spiritual and faith-based communities as well. And and it doesn't mean that you have to be LGBTQ and a person of faith. It could be just a regular pastor at a church. I think this book would be valuable to show a different perception and different reality that someone has lived um, Mm -hmm. and kind of how maybe other churches or organizations that are faith-based can navigate these LGBTQ intersections and mental health intersections within their youth Mm-hmm. and their adult populations in their church yeah. um, or organizations. So I think it really has a benefit for many, many people. Um, and if, even if it's just to hear a story that's different than your story or a different story than what you've heard in the past, I think that's beneficial. But there's also a 40-page workbook that's in the back of the book. Um, that's also a free download on my website. Um, I know people are like, you shouldn't give it for free. You should charge <laughs> extra money. And I'm like, absolutely not. It's in the book when you buy it. Um, it's on my website for free, um, so you can download it if you print it from a library or you want to print it out and follow along with the book as you go so you don't have to flip back and forth. Nice. It's there for a reason. I was very intentionally put it out so that it was accessible to people that maybe were lower income or people that just were like wanted to get it but didn't want to pay the money. Like I wanted to make sure they have access. Um, and I will say that without the book, the workbook doesn't have the same context, so you might right. not get the same from it if you just get the workbook. Right. But like I said, for people that don't have access to it, please let me know and I'll make sure you get it from a library or I can send you a, a free copy. Yeah. Um, I just feel called to do that um, because I feel called to help people in whatever way it, 
can help people. So <laughs> that is so compassionate. And, and that's, you know, so giving a book, uh, you know, online for two ninety nine, and then, you know, you've got the free download or it's in the book, but it, like you said, if you want the free download, then you can do it in tandem, but that, that kind of grace and that kind of compassion is, is what, I, what, I, what draws me to your mission because you're not doing it for the money. Although there's nothing wrong with money people. And it's okay if he makes a lot of money doing this book. Um, but, but it, your, your drive is not the money. Your drive is to help. And, you know, people that, that are going to, you know, AA meetings and NA meetings and, and, you know, halfway houses and, you know, to have this information, while they're in crisis, you know, not real crisis in real crisis in the moment, you're not thinking and processing anything, but as they're healing and, and they're in recovery to have this as a, as a, a light to look at that, Hey, Ryan did it, you know, look, look at how his life started out and, and how hard it was. And like, look what, what he's done. He's been able to, to find that that power within himself to, to continue to survive, to not give up, to, to keep moving forward, even through the, the hurt and the pain and the ugliness, he kept moving forward. And his life is now, you know, in a sweet spot, not perfect because it can't be, but it's in a sweet spot where he's able to put his mission out there and his love out there and, and share this with people that love him dearly. Uh, you know, relationships have been healed, but it didn't start out healed. So yeah. get the book. Perfect, you perfectly get this book. imperfect. <laughs> perfectly imperfect. Perfect. Yeah. It, yes. It's, you know, there's definite, there's always, and this is something that I really, it's just a core value to me and it is constant learning. So it can be learning and growth from a formal setting from like school or trainings or workshops or whatever, or it could be a more informal that's reading a book or, um, talking with someone that you know is not more knowledgeable about something than you or, or sharing knowledge together um, or sharing feelings, even just sharing feelings and how you processed through something is very valuable to learning and growth. And the more and more I have that connection to people, to, um, to their stories and their journeys, the more and more I learn and grow informally. And so part of my mission is to learn always formally or informally or both. You know, I don't have an attachment to either one. You know, right now I was called to, um, I'm in the dissertation process for a doctoral program, which like I would have never wanted to do because ask me how many, <laughs> how much I like reading and writing and how, you know, how much I like research because I don't necessarily know if I like that, but I was called to do it and I enjoy the learning aspect. So I enjoy the nuggets that get put into my brain and into my heart I don't always like how I receive those nuggets through like reading and writing and research, but I like the I like the knowledge and the perception of someone else, even if it's a researcher, their perception and their research they've done is like this, it's this cool little nugget I can put in my brain or in my heart to help other people and to help myself. Mm -hmm. It's really not just for other people, it's for me. Like as I yeah. grow and learn and heal, I'm able to help other people help themselves learn and grow and heal. Absolutely. So it's not a it's not that the, you're, you're going to read this book and it's going to change your life by just reading it. You're going to read the book and you're going to realize, wow, I have this and this to work on, or I need to look into this, or I want to look, or learn about my traumas or my current triggers. I want to learn some meditative practices. I want to learn some visualization practices. I want to learn how to have more gratitude. I want to learn how to give more and receive more. And all of those things are embedded into the book. And there's exercises in the book that help with some of those more spiritual aspects. 
but just it does happen just by reading. I mean, I would say that sometimes a, a consciousness shift does happen just by reading or looking at something or, but, but it's going to be because of the work you do after it's yes. going to be because of those seeds that have been planted in your heart or in your mind or both. And it, and it takes work and it takes time and effort, but it's, it's work that like, it doesn't feel like work. It feels good. It feels good to, to learn and grow about yourself and other people. Um, at least for me and my experience, you know, at sometimes I'm like, Whew, I want a break from learning and growing, but <laughs> but in reality, that would be a really boring, yeah, unfulfilled life for me personally. Yeah. So I, you know, I will take all the good, um, all the challenges along the way and turn them into something good um, for myself. And so hopefully I can help others do the same thing. Yes. And I have no doubt that you will. I have no doubt in my mind that whatever you're drawn to do and be, you're already in the process of doing it and being it. So it's going to be a success. I can just feel it. So tell folks again, um, I know you said that, that you can go to lots of places wherever you buy books, but uh, go ahead and plug again where, where to buy the books, the launches tomorrow and give them that sweet deal again. Yeah. So launches Tuesday, September 28th, 2021 from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I really, really want you to go on Amazon and buy that book for $2.99 between those hours because it helps me become an Amazon bestseller. You can get there simply by, you can go to Amazon and search my drug dealer brought me to God, or you can simply type ryanonamazon.com slash now, um, or ryanjosephallen.com slash now. Either one of those is going to take you directly to the Amazon purchase page. Um, I was able to like purchase that URL and get that all worked out so that it's yeah, easier yeah. to find um, for you all. So it's easy to um, direct people towards. Um, yeah. And, and really, please, you know, and buy your paperback and hard, you know, hardcover copies as well, um, you know, during that time. But please, please, please buy the ebook. It's $2.99. So even I'll if buy it again tomorrow. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'm just, it, it's going to help become an Amazon bestseller, which opens doors to speaking and workshops and things that I'm already doing, but would love to do more of, because I think that's a way to really impact larger numbers of people at a certain time, um, at, at a single time. So, you know, and this is really where I'm guided to, to go is to, you know, speak to people about my journey and, and it doesn't have to be anything, um, clinical. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, this or that or the other. It just has to be a true, authentic story, and it allows other people to realize that they have a story to share. And as we share our stories, it breaks down all these preconceived notions we have about groups of people or about individuals um, that we might not have known. Um, and it, I, I think it ripples out to other areas in your life, not just your relationship with that one person, not just your relationship with LGBTQ people, not just your relationship with people of faith or people in recovery or people of this or that or other single dads, whatever it may be. Um, it, it really helps understand such a, a, a vast array of different people just by listening to one person's story when you look at those intersections. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'm really hoping and I know that it will be valuable um, for many people and, you know, just honor that I was able to to pull it together and have it come to life. You know, like yeah. this is this is something that's, like I said, it's taken years and it's taken a lot of money and time and resources um, it's almost been like a full-time job, especially at mm -hmm. times, um, mm -hmm. to get this, to get this out. Um, 
and doing you know, this and and your doctorate program oh my gosh your brain cells must be fused together by this time but <laughs> <laughs> well luck- luckily i was just about to take my study to the internal review board which is like uh-huh. the board and within the university that approves it and i had a little hiccup in my um my, my proposal, nothing big, but something I have to fix. So it actually worked out quite well because it could have been going to the IRB like the same week as this launch oh, week. Oh my so gosh. it worked out perfect. I'll go yeah. in a couple of weeks or three, about three or four weeks from now, be perfect timing. Everything is great. But yeah, I and mean, that's just life. Like you have, yeah. I've, I've had to learn how to flow um, mm-hmm. and, and say, you know, this isn't the right time or yeah, can I graduate in December? Well, that would be a stretch even, you know, a few months ago when my advisor was asking me and I said, I don't think so. I think I want to graduate the semester after and I really want to take time to dive in to the data and into the analysis of of the study that I'm doing around post-traumatic growth for LGBTQ individuals in a spiritual Mm. context. Mm. So it's going to look at um, allies. So two different groups, allies and LGBTQ individuals that have experienced post-traumatic growth. So they've experienced some trauma in their life and now they self-identify as have grown from that trauma. Nice. And then in a spiritual context, so that they've learned, grew or learned in some way spiritually. And that could be one way or the other. It could be they started out really non-spiritual, ended up spiritual, or they started out non-spiritual or started out, you know, that could be either side. They start out spiritual and in spiritual, start out non-spiritual, in spiritual, start out non-spiritual, in non-spiritual, start out spiritual, in non-spiritual. So it looks at different ways. And and what my hope is, is that we'll be able to see some data that reflects um, certain patterns and starts as a foundation for further research around Mm -hmm. post-traumatic growth for LGBTQ individuals around religious trauma, because there is zilch about that that's out there right now. I mean, there are studies- Yeah, there's studies around like post-traumatic growth for LGBTQ people, religious growth, religious post-traumatic growth, but there's none of the intersection of post-traumatic growth, religion, and LGBTQ. I mean, it is, it is such slim pickings for me to find, like to find like foundational research was like impossible, which made me see like, this is a great study to build, build a foundations for others to work off of. So, you know, I'd rather take more time and effort to put into it and get a product that's really helpful for others. So yeah. Awesome. And tomorrow you go live with Jen Grace. She is the owner of Publisher Purpose Press. And so that's at 10 o'clock tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time. You can hear more about Ryan and he'll go into more depth because Jen asks really cool questions when she (laughs) interviews the authors that are launching their books. So tomorrow is launch day by the book between 11 and 2. 11 and one, 11 and one <laughs> <laughs> numbers and mids just don't click 11 and one. And you can get it online and get this guy to the top of the, the uh, author list so that he can go tell this story and speak in many different places. And if you want to have Ryan speak, you know, go to that website and um, hire him. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can find, I'm also do transformational and spiritual coaching, um, as well as nonprofit and business development coaching. So you can find that on my website, um, and sign up on that for, um, you know, if you're looking for a little bit of guidance in a non-clinical way, Mm -hmm. more of a life coach. Um, and, um, I definitely enjoy helping people on their journeys. So, um, yeah. Give everybody that website one more time. 
Uh, you just go to ryanjosephallen.com or my drug dealer brought me to god.com. We'll they'll take you to the same place. <laughs> I love it that your dogs are barking before mine. That's great. <laughs> They started a minute ago, but we couldn't hear them, I don't think. But anyway, uh, love you, Ryan. I'm so excited for you. I'm, I hope tomorrow is like the best experience ever. If not, I know that uh, you will find the nugget in that as well. But I'm thinking only good thoughts for you tomorrow and that you can just blow um, the numbers off of that Amazon chart. So good luck to you, my friend. And we look forward to seeing the things that are to come for you. Thank you so much, Midge. I appreciate you and your time and your love and your support. So thank you so much. And you are welcome, buddy. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, that's it. So um, from now on, uh, if you guys are coming on to the podcast to have your story told, um, then if other things are happening in your life and, and we need to do a little promotional for you, you know that I'm the, I'm the person to call because I, I love uh, having my guests. Um, I love having my, I'm sorry, I'm giggling because... <laughs> We just saw a dog extracted from the door in the background. Maybe someday I'll have to do this live with a video. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, so anyway, but um, my guests are important to me. Your lives are important to me. And so as you become a guest on the Gay With God show, our relationship doesn't end at your first taping. Um, I also want to support you in the other life uh, events that you have, if that's possible. So anyway, thank you for joining us for Ryan's uh, pre-launch uh, promo. And I hope that you'll go um, to Amazon tomorrow between 11 and one and order that book and help him become the success that he deserves to be. Thank you, everybody. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.